Mark your calendars, March 16th through the 18th. Hey, dose, mark your calendars, because Nationwide Primetime is going virtual. Virtual, and everybody loves Nationwide Primetime because, you know why? Huge deals, lots of ways to save money, and best of all, you learn. You learn from the people that are in attendance. You know, it's virtual, so you're like, how much can you learn, really? The truth is you learn a lot. Um, You can still chat with people and have great conversations. The learning sessions are awesome. Kinsley, you and I got to deliver the keynote last time uh, from the cemetery and from your kitchen. And we had a great time with that and a lot of great feedback. And we love primetime. And I hope you guys go. Don't forget, now that you're not having to travel and you're not having to pay for hotels, the good news is the savings are real and you're going to make even more money just by showing up. So do not forget, mark your calendars, the 16th through the 18th, 2021. You got to be there for Nationwide Primetime. And in the meantime, you need to head over to our YouTube channel, the Dos Marcos Podcast YouTube channel, and go watch the Nationwide Primetime speech that we gave. Because it was the keynote, and I just have one question for you. Go to the section where Quinn and I are wearing aprons. And just tell us in the comments who wore it better. That's all I want to know. <laughs> and I almost record, had... You suck. You, you gave me my Aunt Sue's apron, so I don't think that's really a fair And it was so closely matching you. your shirt that you almost I have out my of the hat oh, right see, here. He could have been there. Because you, you remember was supposed to be Dos Marcos in the kitchen. So let's not forget about that. Is it this side? Is it this side? Does this mean I'm single? I don't know which side. No, it means you graduated if you put the tassel over on one side. (laughs) You graduated. We were talking about big deals at Nationwide Primetime. We got a big deal on the show today, and it's Mr. Scott Smalling. Uh, We do. But wait, before we get into Scott, do we want to talk about the other very big deal we have, which is Podium? Yeah, and you need to go to podium.com forward slash dose because that's where you get all the details. And here's the deal. We like to have fun with this. We've been doing it. We have our own podium number because we believe if you're texting with people, they're your friends. So if you are running a retail store and your team is texting with customers, that's how people want to communicate. I literally got an email from Podium. I loved it. The email said, if you're reading this email, uh, the odds are something to the effect of the odds are good. If you're reading this email, you would have already opened it if it was a text. And that's the spirit (laughs) of it. I mean, if you're texting with customers, so and if you're doing it through your personal numbers, you're going to lose track of that stuff, and there's no way to attach it to a CRM, and it gets all wacky. So we love when our customers are using Podium. Our dealers are using it. And so we got deals, 10% off. You just got to mention Dos Marcos. Go to podium.com forward slash dose. You need to be texting, and here's, here's another compelling reason why. Because last year, from, from the COVID shutdown in March to the end of the year, in text payments, they processed roughly $50 million in transactions through text payments. So consumers want to do it. Give them the option. You got to meet them where they are. Podium.com forward slash dose. Dose Marcos podcast. It's the greatest mattress industry podcast on the planet. Wait, isn't this the only mattress industry podcast? He's Mark Kensley. I truly felt bad for you at the time. He's Mark Quinn. I think Bigfoot was actually very pleasant. Together, they are Dos Marcos. You love your new toy, don't you? Oh, yes, I do. And I love Scott <laughs> Smalling, too. Scott Smalling is Who on the Who doesn't show today. love Scott Smalling? Hey, wait a minute. Do you know Scott Smalling is one of the best hug givers ever? Like whenever you see Scott, you can always, and, and with COVID, I don't know where we go with it's, that. It's but been a man, shortage. You yeah. could always count on Scott to come up and give you that big bear hug, right? That's yeah. right. 
How, you mm-hmm. know, I, I miss that. And whenever I get this shot in the arm, and I'm just going to start hugging people left and right. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try to compete with Scott's title. I'm going to try to knock him off that mountain as the best. But he's a big guy, so he gives a great hug. There's no doubt about there it. There you go. <laughs> Actually getting smaller during COVID, which I'm kind of liking, which is kind of nice. What are you wow. down, 20? You down yeah. 20? Yeah, just yeah, people you know, can do a little, little, little fasting and some different things to get the weight off. Hmm. Well, so you stay healthy. You staying healthy? You feeling good? Feel great. Yeah, no, just uh, – like I was telling you prior to the podcast, COVID has been, you know, amazingly challenging for our country and for people in it. But, but um, it's been an amazing year. I, I learned a lot and uh, been incredible what Relief Bed's been able to do. Well, for those who don't know Scott Smalling, he's an old friend of ours, a betting veteran, the founder of Relief Bed International, which we're going to talk about. And I, I want to talk about it in ways that I think retailers in this audience don't know how beneficial relief bed can be to them and how beneficial relief bed can be to their communities and how all these things work together in concert in such a meaningful way. And I remember the first time I met you, Scott, it was at ISPA and we were down on the expo floor and it's been, it's been years ago. And I remember I was walking around with Quinn and usually when Quinn and I are together, it's like the party is in tow. And then we met you and I thought, the party just got way better because <laughs> you had huge energy, big smile on your face, spreading positivity everywhere you go. And I just loved you, you from the moment I met you. And I'm so glad you know, it, that we're friends. I, I kind of feel like it would be hard for people to be around the three of us at the same time because there would be so much like chaos. Yeah. Don't you think, Scott? Could it, could, it, could it reverse the effect? You know, like batteries, you can't get them close to each other. I think maybe it could be repelling to people would be, could be a problem. <laughs> Odds are good. Odds are good. Well, Hey, tell us, you know, tell us, I think when we first met, you hadn't started relief bed international, no. but tell us about relief bed international. And then tell, when we say betting veteran, tell people about your history in the industry and your family story. Um, okay. So the brief version and, and people love when I say that, because if I don't say brief, they know it's going to be long. <laughs> so, um, Family business. Uh, we just actually, this is kind of cool. Um, you're doing your, what did you say? 194th podcast, which we're calling it the 200th because it sounds cooler, but, um, but 194th podcast this year, 2021 is our family 75th anniversary in foam. And what's kind of funny about that is the foam we all know now, polyurethane foam actually wasn't around 75 years ago. So our company actually started out in rubber boots and hoses and we morphed very quickly into latex foam rubber when it became available in the Northwest. And then, of course, into polyurethane in the 50s when it became uh, the big deal. And then fast forward all the way until 2003, I had been running our family business for about five or six years at that point, kind of looking at what I wanted to do to put a mark on it. We had never been a bedding mattress company. We had just sold foam to uh, bedding and mattress guys. And so I looked at what Tempur-Pedic was doing. I'm like, man, that's, that's a kind of a cool idea. And, and we know foam really, really, really well. So we started a little company called Comfortpedic. Uh, it was meant to be unique and different at the time. You know, things have kind of morphed into being somewhat same, same in that world now. Um, but back then, um, if you had a breathable foam, if, if you had something, which I'd like to say I was kind of on the beginning of, a foam that actually had a faster recovery was something that we came to market with that you could have the benefit of a memory foam, but you could have the fast recovery of it. So those are the things that, that put Comfortpedic on the map. 
we were fortunate enough to, to be acquired by Simmons in 2007. And that's um, when I started my career with them. Um, was with um, Simmons when before it was Serta Simmons. Uh, for and This is about the time we probably met um, for about eight years. And then did a lot of uh, philanthropic things that um, we did road shows and some really cool things back in the day. Butch Webster and myself traveled the country probably, we think we did 100,000 miles over four years and actually took the Comfortpedic brand in this massive 40-foot retroed out vehicle all over the country. And we did things like fire station makeovers. We did hurricane relief efforts in Alabama in the 2010 um, tornadoes, excuse me, that, that came through there. And I just started getting a passion for it. And so when I left Simmons, I was like, I want to do something where I can give back. And um, so I started Relief Bed International in 2015. And then fast forward to today, we're celebrating our fifth anniversary. Actually, in 2020, we did. And we are already um, at about 27,000 beds that we've distributed throughout the world. Um, We've got quite a few that are international over and above the U.S. So it's been an exciting journey. Scott, tell us about Relief, though, Relief Bed. Like, what? tell us what, what you guys do there. Sure. So um, Relief Bed International is a 501c3. Um, we take, you know, normal cash donations, whether they're from private or, or public sources, um, and then we turn those into beds. And we have partners that have all over the country that have homeless shelters. We're very close with um, world, you know, relief agencies like World Vision, um, World Reliefs, all those, the, the big organizations that that have uh, touch points throughout the world and then we we source beds we manufacture some beds ourselves that are actually strategically made to go into those areas where it's wonderful if bedding manufacturers can donate beds but unfortunately the beds that we make don't really fit into a homeless shelter because they have to be waterproof and cleanable and and bed bug proof inherently and that kind of thing and and or just emergency mats that go on the ground um, those aren't the things that our industry makes. And so we do either have buy those or make those so that we can give the, the appropriate beds, if you will, to those organizations. And then the other side of it is, which I'm you know always excited to talk about, is that we partner with manufacturers. We uh, love to talk about the, the, the project with Serta Simmons this last year. But before that, um, we partner with them and then that allows them to have just a phenomenal cause marketing, phenomenal way to magnify their brand and do things that really allows them to tell their story also, all the while giving back into the same category that they currently exist in, in sleep, in better sleep. Sleep is the number three biological need right behind water and food. Most people don't know that. Most people in the bedding industry don't know that sleep is the number three biological need. And, um, so it's just, it's just a great way for retailers. We have a lot of those partners. It gets their people involved. If they sell a certain line of beds and they say, we're going to give a, a relief bed away, which of course are a lot less costly than a normal mattress, then we're going to give one away when we sell this bed. It magnifies that product. They can pull some help from their manufacturer if they want to. But the best part is we then go into their neighborhood where our relationships are across the whole country. So if somebody is in Ohio or somebody's in Atlanta or wherever they are, we're like, do you want us to pick a homeless shelter in your town? And if, unless they have some other reason or there was a recent disaster where they maybe want the donation to go there, most of them say absolutely. So they're able to deploy their employees to go out to that homeless shelter and be a part of the give 
um, it's it's pretty pretty phenomenal how it works out. Scott, you've been into some disaster areas. Kinsley and I've talked about this a lot, and and so into some really poor places, right? Yeah. Where they may not even have. Can you can you talk to this audience about like what we take for granted, right? Which is sleep, probably, but Absolutely. the mattress. Like when when you go into some places, they don't even have a mattress. Maybe there's kids that have never slept on a mattress ever. They're on a dirt floor, or like how. Just how important can you tell us a story or put some context around what most people take for granted? How important is the mattress to human beings? Well, like I said, and um, sleep is the number three biological need, right? Just try not to drink or eat for the next few days to see how you feel. Um, one of those, I think, is would be more of the drinking. You're dead. Um, you know that there's the statistics that are out there about if you don't have X amount of sleep, you're going to have the same, you know, feeling as you would if you are the same ability to function as if you were drunk. Um, and then it just gets worse and worse. It, it breaks into literally, we've got a video on our, on our website that talks about you literally go into almost a psychosis state, but to put it in the perspective of the, um, of the different international places, I didn't travel to Africa when we made a donation there, but I had somebody that we were close to on the ground. And this was one of our first gives. I think it was Christmas in 2015. Um, It was an orphanage in Kampala, Uganda. And these kids had, they're in an orphanage. They're either abandoned or their parents have died. And the kids were literally, like you said, Mark, they're literally sleeping on the ground, maybe with kind of a, a dirty blanket or something. The photos you can see on our website um, are literally these children. Somebody donated metal uh, bunk beds, and then our beds nested on those beds where there was two on top and two on the bottom. And then Sheiks, which is a great brand and a good partner of ours, they got involved. They donated a bunch of these sleep sacks that the kids could put around them for a little bit of comfort and, and obviously some protection. The looks on their faces, having a place to sleep that was cushioned um, is extraordinary. And I don't even know, you know, because I'm not told, of course, what that meant to their health, what that meant to their future. Um, but I just hope and pray that it was great. Um, the only place that I've been personally, besides my partner organizations, uh, at least in, in the recent uh, months, is Haiti. And um, man, Haiti's not that far away from the U.S., but my goodness, that is a struggling, struggling place. And uh, beautiful, wonderful people. Uh, we got to go with... Um, world concern and into different areas um, and, and visit with people and had some beds that we brought down with us. But um, it's, it's something that I would ask anybody to do if they have the wherewithal to do it, because it'll become life-changing for them in a big way. I'm talking with Scott Smalling, founder of Relief Bed International and a betting veteran. Scott, uh, you said something earlier that I think we need to pause on and go back to because there's so many independent retailers and retailers and manufacturers in this audience. And we, we, we write about this and we talk to, to companies about this idea of how to build a brand and how to carve out something in your community that really speaks to your heart. So you connect with people in a meaningful way. And one of the things I think that people get into is that, you know, they're giving over here and giving over there and it's sporadic and it becomes overwhelming, and it doesn't really, like you said earlier, magnify their brand. Um, talk about some of the retailers you partner with and how it may be a retailer that you're not partnered with that's an independent, that's maybe trying to look for something that they can show their heart. 
um, and how relief bed can magnify their brand. And what I say, what I mean by magnify their brand is you're doing something that gives back, but it's very synchronous with what you do as a business, which you sell mattresses. So talk us through some of that, maybe even any stories. So a a great example for that is our partnership with Brentwood home. Um, You know, Brian Baxter, I don't know if you're in the industry, if you don't know Brian, he's a phenomenal guy. Uh, V is the owner over there. Uh, They got behind relief bed several years back and we've had an ongoing relationship with them. They have a, a product line called crystal cove. And when anybody buys that it's an online, mostly product, I believe it's in their stores. They've got a few stores also, um, but when people buy that mattress, it's a one for one. It's a Tom shoes kind of a thing, right? Where they buy a, uh, a bed, we donate a mattress. Um, they're able to use those assets um, on their website, in, in their storytelling, in their social media and stuff. Like you said, uh, Kinsley to magnify their brand. But one thing that I had mentioned um, to somebody a while back that was so key is we made a decision and, and I challenged them and said, why don't you ask your your customers to consider making an over and above donation so that there could be maybe as many as two beds given, but put that burden on the customer. And if anything, it's like a, not a test really, but kind of a test to see if they're really paying attention to what you're doing from a cause marketing standpoint with your, with your organization blew us away. 33% almost like clockwork per month. For the last couple of years, I think we've been doing it. So it hasn't been the entire length of the relationship. Um, the people have been putting a donation down, which tells us not only that this was the right thing to do, meaning this was a, a good way to magnify their brand, but the people were reading through the website because it's not like they don't have this splattered, you know, in, in the first front pages of the website. You know, it's buried down. And what are the other things that we do? What are the other things that we stand for as an organization and people are reading that stuff. So I would challenge people with online presence and, and in-store. People are going to read everything that you have to say. And um, and when you've got some great things to say, they're obviously applauding that by by putting their money behind it. So it was a neat test to show that this this works. And that's compelling. I mean, yeah, you know, and, and it's kind of neat. What I like about that is it's not like the retailer is saying, buy a bed, we'll plant a tree. Not right. that there's anything wrong with planting a tree, nope. but because it's so tied into the place that they're at and the purchase that they're making, you know, if you can bring awareness to the fact that there's people that don't even have a bed, it just feels like it fits so well. And it made such good sense for the retailer because it's a, it's such an easy thing to talk about. Right. You bet. Yeah. I mean, you're in there buying a 2000 to $5,000 mattress. Um, obviously we all know being in the industry, there's decent margins in that. And so, you know, 25 to $50 is not a big deal um, for the customer, for the margins between the retailers and the manufacturers to, to be able to make a major statement and let that uh, customer really feel like they're doing something better with their, uh, with their purchase than, than just, you know, for themselves. It's, it's, it's wonderful. Scott, are you kind of surprised at the reaction that you've had to relief bed um, international and the effort that you've made there and the support that it's getting and the impact of it. Did you, when you started this, did you, I mean, I know you're a big thinker and you're a, a big optimistic guy, but do you, did you ever imagine it would be where it is today? Um, not really. When I first started, I got to but I have a fun story there. I had a uh, kind of a roll up self-inflating bed 
um, that you, that was on my website. It's not there anymore because I've moved away from that. You'll, you'll find out why here in a second. I was down in San Francisco doing a project and a very good friend of mine, Julie Hayner has been the, the literally the anchor on Fox down there for 20 years, just a phenomenal person. And so she actually sent a crew down to cover me and this wonderful organization called Lava May that has retrofitted city buses and they go around San Francisco and I want to think other places in the country and they have portable showers for the homeless. So I'm down there, you know, just feeling, feeling great. You know, I'm three months into this. I've got, you know, 50 of my relief beds, you know, and a vehicle near the site and, and they needed to do some research. So we were giving the people that were coming out of the bus um, fresh with new clothes and shower and everything else, a relief bed. Well, the mayor's office was down there <laughs> and, and they're like, this is really great what you're doing, but you're kind of enabling people to sleep on our streets, you know, because you're giving them a, you're giving them a really nice bed uh, that people that camp for, you know, for fun would, would love to have this bed. And so um, it became very meaningful and from that day, uh, besides my own personal ministry, besides relief kits, which you can see on our website, where we we put these kits together that have a little closed cell foam, like a yoga mat type of material that comes out of our factory. And then we put in different things like medical kits and, and um, uh, different, lots of water, um, a, a, a space blanket, um, a poncho, especially during the winter, winter hat, winter gloves. We put those things in there and we give those out. So that that's like a temporary love gift for the street. But really, since that time, we've never given a bed out on the street again for two reasons. One, we want to support the homeless shelters where the people are actually inside getting help and getting rehabilitated, getting off the street, helping with their mental illness and helping with their addictions. Um, And then the second thing is we learned that due to the value of these beds, that it could actually get people hurt. And that really hit me. The, the whole Robin Hood thing about giving something away in the street, you know, I, I was still kind of for that. But when I learned that it could get them hurt because they're going to want to steal it from somebody else, that that ended it for me. And it's been very helpful to our organization, too, to to be working directly with the shelters. And what that allows them to do, it allows them to reappropriate their money and not put it into mattresses. It allows them to put it into mental health and addiction type services. So that's that's really where we where we come from. Scott, paint a picture for us, because this is something that has certainly fallen off my radar, which is homelessness, problems with addiction, people living on the streets. That has not been the focus for most people this year, but you being closer to it and working with the shelters, what can you tell us about the state of communities and cities and people facing these type of struggles? Well, it's not a big leap of, leap of logic to assume that it has expanded and, and it's gotten larger, unfortunately. Um, the last time they did a, a count, and these are rough numbers, it's a little over a half a million people live unsheltered uh, a night in the United States, which is pretty incredible. Um, homelessness is increasing um, now just due to you know some evictions, but it's, it's also just due to do addictions. And those addictions can be broad-based. You know, you don't need to pick on just one obviously alcohol and drug abuse being the, the main ones, but it is expanding. Um, the, the services are trying to expand with it as fast as they can. Um, but I think if you just visit any major city, um, you, you can see for yourself very easily that the situation's getting worse. Um, and so there's, there's people that are trying to put their finger on it trying to figure it out. But I, but I honestly think if I'm, if I'm kind of on a soapbox, it really needs to, it comes down to, having more mental health services and having more um, help with people that are fighting 
um, drug abuse and stuff. In fact, one little thing I'll say is, you know, I'd say one of the reasons why people wouldn't want to support relief bed is their feelings towards homeless people. They, they say, you know, I've heard people call them lazy or they've, or they've made some comments about them where they're, they don't like, they just don't like that, that whole thing. And I'd have a little different perspective on it. You know, I've been blessed enough to be able to be out on the street with them, work with them side by side, sit with them, eat with them. And really it comes down to, you need to know their story, just like anybody, just being, being, you know, a heart for anybody. And once you learn their story and you learn that, you know, whether their parents were addicted, whether their parents died, all, all the things that can create a lost person, uh, it can re- creates an completely different perspective and a love for those people versus a, you know, kind of a fringe of society kind of a thing. So that's, that's where I come from. And the verse I put on my email salutations and everywhere is first Peter four ten, which is basically the gifts that you've been given by other people, by things that you've done yourself, you have a responsibility to, to give those things back. And that's the center stone of relief bed. You know, Scott, I've spent a lot of time with homeless shelters also, and um, there's one in Joplin, Missouri, where I used to live. And yep. James Whitford, he has a program called True Charity, which is when you give people things, then it makes them dependent on that. Um, and it takes something away from their self-esteem and their worth. Sure. Right. And so their whole approach to charity is they come into the shelter and we have them do work and they make jewelry that can be sold and love things it. like that. And so I let, and, and I love what you're saying about giving the bed to the shelter or even money to not the guy on the corner necessarily, because right. you kind of enable them sure. to stay there and be on the street. If you give it to the shelter, then that can be a way to bring them in. Right. Right. And so I, it, so I just want to make that comment, but the, another thing you said about mental health I think we really don't get, or we maybe we understand it, but I don't think the country is doing enough around that because no. the mental health side of it is so real. And you're right, man. It's all about empathy in the stories because um, I, I talked to a lady who lost both of her kids and in this tragic story. And I'm like thinking to myself, if I had gone through what she had gone through, right. like, there's no judgment in that because you can't ever um, say what you would do or where you would be or how you would react if you weren't in their shoes. And so I think it's a really important point um, as we talk about this, because the mental health side of it is such a real thing. And um, we we say something about mental health for a second, because I I love that you you really drilled in on that. So the the relationship I've I've had a a relationship this year um, with Serta Simmons and, and the relationship started with us talking about how they could help with COVID. And this is coming back. I, I promise the mental health and, um, and so significant uh, projects this year with Serta Simmons. But what was really cool is how their company got involved and how their partners got involved. And then it, it ends with a really neat mental health uh, donation and give that we just got done doing with Jolie Fisher, who you'll, you'll see how that connection comes in. But with Serta Simmons, um, there was some, some donations of medical mattresses um, that, that happened um, throughout the spring and early summer. And I think there's still some things going on there. Um, but also... Their employees got behind it. They did cool things like some of their departments challenge each other. And they said, give a bed or shave a head. And so they were challenging themselves. I didn't see a lot of bald people, but I saw a lot of donations. And so they would they would donate the money for a bed um, 
obviously because they wanted to, but also they did probably didn't want to shave their head. So it was great choices, hotels who must be, I'm assuming a partner of sort of Simmons. Um, they jumped in and they actually had people donate points. We all know what points are if you travel and they said, Hey, you know, why don't you donate points? Um, and then with your points, we'll turn that into cash and we'll donate that to relief bed. So just a shout out to those companies, but the year ended with a great event. It's called the Alcott center and it's to support mental health awareness. Um, they've been doing this for quite a few years. Uh, it's a great organization in Los Angeles, but Jolie Fisher has been um, connected to it uh, for some time. And with her um, sister, um, I'm just all of a sudden princess Leia, help me out everybody. Carrie Fisher. Um, I'm so been working so much with Jolie that I've, I've mentally blocked Carrie's name. Carrie passed, unfortunately, you know, a year or two back. Um, but there was some mental health issues in, in, in there. And so she's been a front runner in helping uh, with mental health awareness and the Alcott Center. And so Serta Simmons, also Sheiks again, a, again, another partner got behind. We had a great event called the Pajama Jam. Brad Garrett was, was doing a, a live, you know, cast on that. Jolie Fisher, um, tons of actors and actresses got around it, raised a lot of money. And, uh, and then we also uh, sort of donated a bunch of beds, which actually as of right now are going into the, into the different shelters they're expanding into. So mental health, um, gigantic in, in the homelessness. Scott, uh, great story. And I, and I think these stories need to be brought to the surface more and, and shared because this industry is so incredibly giving. And I want to hear from somebody who's a retail giant of betting and an incredibly giving guy about something he loves, Dr. V. So, Dr. V, you are a user of door counts. But let's talk about how door counts links up foot traffic coming in your store with selling process and follow-up. Well, years ago, I read a book by John Lohan, uh, and I loved the way, and one of his big taglines was, um, you can't improve it unless you can measure it. And that in and of itself is just such a great concept. Now it's obvious, uh, but you need to have the benchmark. So one of the reasons why we chose to go with door counts was to get a really good accurate measurement of our foot traffic when they come in. Um, and so that was the big thing initially with it. We found it to be a so much greater value than that because our salespeople use it to be able to capture the information for our guests when they come through the doors. We actually get a photograph of them. It comes right up on the door counts. We know exactly which salesperson is going to be assigned to which guest when they come in. You know, one of the biggest complaints you sometimes get is a guest that goes, you know, I came into your store, I walked around for 30 minutes and no one ever approached me. Well, we don't deal with that anymore because with door counts, we're able to capture their picture. It comes right up on the laptop. We know which salesperson has been assigned to who, uh, therefore we don't lose them uh, in that sense. We're also able to capture their information. We're also able to email them back if we know we got a particular promotion coming up. It tracks our close ratio. Once again, if we can track it, we can improve it. Here on the Dos Marcos show with Scott Smalling, uh, Scott taking us through kind of the history of relief bed, his time in the industry, his family story. Scott, as you head into 2021, take us into your head and how you're thinking about the future. How are you thinking about relief bed? How are you thinking about our industry? How are you thinking about 
a, a nation that has really faced a lot of challenges. Give us. Hey, your Scott, I, I just would like to tweak that request and say, take us into the safe part of your head. Yeah, you know, that's a fair statement because Kinsley, I don't know how far we want to go into his yeah, head. That's all it, I'm saying. Uh, there's a lot going on up there, as I know with, with you guys also. Um, you know, what I want to do is become more self-funding. Um, I've got four, a for-profit company, which does most of the heavy lifting, support relief bed. Obviously, like I mentioned, Serta Simmons, Brentwood Home, Sheiks, those guys have been great partners. Um, but I want to do more things, and I could almost liken it to a Tom Shoes thing where I'm going to be creating products. Obviously, I would love to have more manufacturer and retail partners doing the one-for-one kind of a giving. But I'm going to be creating products that have a multi-use that can be used in camping. Uh, And obviously, if it's a camping pad, it really kind of works beautifully for the emergency portion of shelters and definitely disaster relief. So as those businesses grow, um, there will be opportunities for the retailers and for, for just the product itself to be to help uh, be more self-funding. There's there's no better thing for a nonprofit than to be able to to have your own self-sustaining funding and not be out. Um, I've never had my hand out more in my life <laughs> to say you know, and and people almost start to avoid you. And it used to avoid me for different reasons, but now they avoid me because they know Scott's going to ask me for a check. Um, but um, so we're looking at ways to fund ourselves, and I think by expanding that, you know, we'll we'll get more of the other kind of partners also. Scott, what is what has Relief Bed done for you personally? Like, what impact has it had on you? I know you're a faith guy. We share that, yeah. And and so you have a heart for people, and you're all about servant servant leadership and and things like that. So, what has it done for you? Like, what 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 has it given back to you? Um, it gets me out of bed in the morning. Not to bring it back to the same industry that we're in, but uh, I just love. Um, the feeling, and I always tell people, especially you're talking about people that have depression issues or anxiety issues. I had a bout with that like in 2000. Um, and immediately when I started Comfortpedic and I had a purpose, and I had a cause, and then of course amped it up to Relief Bed International. I don't, I don't have a bad day. There, there isn't a bad day because when you're doing things for other people, the focus is off of yourself. And, and that's the, the big, one of the biggest reasons for depression, unless somebody had a really traumatic event happen in their life. Um, it's, it's just non-used energy, um, that is focused on themselves. That, that to me is, is a non-medical best way to describe depression. If somebody is depressed, actually, you know, sees it that way, then they can turn it around. And what I've coached the people that have asked me is I've just said, expel your energy into something that's worthwhile and you're giving back to somebody else. And I'm almost going to guarantee you again, unless it's a real chemical, uh, level of depression, it, you're going to see a lot of those symptoms abate because you're going to be doing things for our people. So uh, it's kept me, kept me sane <laughs> ish ish. Well, it's uh, also spread a lot of joy and a lot of meaning uh, into our industry. And I remember when you were kind of making your rounds early on with relief bed and painting the picture for people and getting inspired and showing how it can magnify their brands. And now here you are out in the world making an impact. Well, and speaking of that, you know, I know in the nonprofit world, impact of giving is a really important focus. Have you been able to gather any stories of impact um, from some of the partners that you work with? Um, Sure. I mean, I guess there's the, the, what I'm getting is the, is their employees 
um, the motivation and the and the respect they have for their companies they're working for, you know, it just creates that extra level um, bond, for lack of a better word, that they have for their companies um, by having the employees actually tangibly do these gives, go out to the shelter, tour the shelter, um, and and donate the products that their company is doing. And then, I mean, again, great example with Serta Simmons. Serta Simmons didn't say it wasn't a, uh, a message down from the marketing team. That was something that happened organically. Somebody had an idea. I don't even know which of the uh, people did. And they the team got behind it because they were motivated by what their company did. And that kind of stuff happens all the time. And it just becomes a domino effect. So there, that's that's probably the best example is the give a bet or shave your head. I love it. Hey, and if, if something rhymes, we find it yep. as human beings to be more believable. That's right. <laughs> so people did go. choose one or the other. Um, and, you know, hey, I've talked to a friend of mine who is a retail store manager, and he trains a lot of their new employees. And he was t- telling me about Generation Z, which is after millennials. Mm-hmm. And he said they rock. I said, really? I go, what's, what's different? What have you noticed? And he said, as long as you give them purpose, they yes. are absolute rock stars. And I go, well, hold on. What about millennials? He goes, same, well, same thing there. <laughs> they just didn't have people supplying them with enough purpose. And so if you have an organization that's looking for a sense of purpose, tie it to what you do with something yes. like relief bed and people can, people can get in touch with you. These are not programs that are inaccessible or reserved nope. for the ultra you know, big regionals or large national brands. No, we've worked with lots of, um, of independent uh, retailers, five stores, one store. Um, it, it doesn't, it, there's, it doesn't make any difference. We've got an incredible bandwidth. And again, it's, it's, it's totally turnkey. So um, we don't, they don't have to do a lot of things at all. They don't have to put a lot of expenses into creating a campaign. It's, it's already there for them and done. The assets are done. The amount of photo and video assets we have that they have full rights to are extraordinary. And then of course, when they have their own, um, by doing their own give, um, then of course those are extraordinary too. So Scott, before we go, is there anything that we've missed in terms of what we're talking about? Is there any message or anything you want to say to the industry, the retailers out there uh, about what you're doing or make any kind of appeal towards them? Well, I think we, thanks to you guys, I think we've I've done a good job there that I think one of the biggest ways we can expand our, our nonprofit is by having more retail and manufacturer partners. But I want to give a little bit of shout out to my family. I know it sounds like, you know, I'm getting an award or something, but you'll, you'll see that I'm not really going that direction. Um, I've got a, a son, a daughter, a wife, uh, two parents. I'm very fortunate to still have them. Every one of them, and I'll speak specifically of my son, but every one of them has been an extraordinary help. My dad, you can go on our, our website, watch our videos under feature videos, and we're doing a five-year kind of anniversary. We're making little one-minute videos. I've got one about my dad, who's now 83, very healthy, thank God, and how he's been there all along. He helped with Comfortpedic. You know, he was there at trade shows when we when we were smaller, all the way through, tons of help. We actually reappropriated a part of our factory and made face shields. Uh, we made over 5,000 face shields uh, during the pandemic. Um, if you need some, I have a few more. <laughs> and um, and that was phenomenal. And, and But my daughter's been very helpful. My mom is a, is just a connecting network genius. She's been helpful with, with connecting me to people for donations. Um, my wife is, is the most supportive person. She helps put the pieces back together again when I come home from travels or whatever, like I'm sure all of our better haves do is, is we do for them. They do for us and help us, you know, 
uh, go back out into battle. Uh, but my son, Hunter, has been extraordinary. He's been there from day one. He was the right age at the time to be there. He's, he's made several thousand of these trifold relief beds um, himself. He's now the marketing director, senior at Azusa Pacific, uh, is in film, already made his first film. So most of the videos are his. And, and just I want to shout out to Hunter for <laughs> that wasn't fair for being a good guy. <laughs> Hey, that's how that's it should great. be. You know, when you talk about yeah. your family and you're able to look back and say, we did something in business or giving together because so often our careers take us away from our families instead Absolutely. of connect us closer. Yeah. Well, Scott, we can't thank you enough for being on the show. Um, lo- love your heart. Uh, we are both grateful for the friendship we have with you and all the support that you give to us. And we love how you shine a light and serve people and uh, bring attention and awareness to some things that really need it. So well done, my man. Thank you. And brother. We're going to have you back on the show and talk about other industry stuff, but this was the most important one. So I'm glad we had you on here. Awesome. Thanks guys. And be sure to check out anything related to relief bed at reliefbed.com. Yes, sir. Thanks guys. You can bounce on it. Oh, oh. What is a hybrid? It's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter chocolate. Hybrid so tight, there's no way that you could topple it. Hybrid on my wrist, that's a calculator watch. We add ourselves together and we take it up a notch. Got the airflow, yo, keep you cool as it get. Visco foam alone to make you drip sweat. Get a hybrid mattress, yes, you'll get better rest. Cool and comfortable, hybrid like a sweater vest. You know the game, we're ahead of the sun. Cause the two of us together are way better than one. Cause I'm cool. And I'm hot like a heater. Bounce by the ounce. Now, now we, we got, got it by the leader. Well, you take a spring and you wrap it up right. You can sleep so smooth or bounce all night. Yeah. Put two together, get a whole lot more. Get the feel of the comfort core. You can bounce on it. Lay back, you don't have to practice. It's the best thing to happen to your mattress. Get together to do it like I did. Everybody get hot. If you want somebody to get in your vicinity, you probably want to feel a little bit of a hybridity. Foam alone, out of five, maybe one star. Springs and foam, we're taking care of that lumbar. Mad back support, the best way to shack up or just get rest that won't mess your back up. Like a hot chick mixed with a particle physicist or a mullet. Party in the back of the business. Best of both worlds like Mars and Venus. The ultimate hybrid. Keeping it loose while keeping it tight We can make you sleep or play all night Put two together, get a whole lot more Get the feel of the comfort core You can bounce on it No stopping when the beat gets played back Springs keep it popping, foam keeps it laid back Party over here, get invited Everybody get hybrid Listen, doesn't matter if your kitchen is charming When your bedroom's the most important part of the apartment What kind of bed do you keep back there? Does your girl want to chill on a beanbag chair? Hell no, you need springs and foam Cause if that bowling ball don't bounce You'll be sleeping alone And if the bed don't react Then you can't get low We got that type of bounce That won't spill your Merlot So stick with us and you'll get rewarded Cause I'm so gentle And I'm so supportive Hi.
Bread is where the magic is. And we just killed a song about mattresses. 